The Ford F-150 truck helps you get the job done in the smartest way possible. New features like the available Pro Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo, including when towing a trailer, so it's easier to load in tight spaces. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro Access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, it's a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. Myself, Thunder Rosa, and special guest host, Poyo Del Mar. And we have some great guests. We have Justin LaBar recapping the week that was in pro wrestling. And the very talented Lars Fredrickson joins us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. It's time to spar with Justin Labar. Justin, good morning to you. Yo, pal. Good morning to you. It's it's good to have you. Uh, first time on, Justin, with Poyo? I believe so. Absolutely. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Justin? Good. I'm 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 catching my breath from from the rod in the pond comments and uh wait so, that's a line that's a line i you know what i'm guessing that you're wearing some kind of like sports attire but to me it looks like the wiener schnitzel logo <laughs> <laughs> is well, that is that stereotypical i'm sorry catch me in three months and this team might be the equivalent of a wiener schnitzel to me yes it is the washington commanders <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is football season. I know is. Justin is is super hyped, as everybody is. Surprise win for the Lions last night on Thursday Night Football. But, but Justin, so much pro wrestling news to talk about. And it's crazy. And we talk about this all the time. The unbelievable highs and then the fall from grace and the lows. It just feels like a lot of ups and downs over the last weeks, but one of the incredible highs I feel like Justin, and we seem to talk about this a lot is NXT. And, you know, I was a big fan of the black and gold brand. I was heartbroken when they completely changed to the NXT NXT 2.0. I wasn't a fan, but what happens when you build good characters and you tell good stories, you can turn things around. And it feels like Justin, that's exactly what NXT has been able to do. Yeah, NXT's had a, a lot of adversity, relatively speaking, to to take on. You figure from, you know, there was the glory days, as, as you were just referred to, the black and gold when we were seeing, when Triple H was fully in charge of that, um, and, and you were getting your your Adam Coles, and you were getting Samoa Joes, and you were getting, you know, all, all, you know Johnny Gargano's, all, all the top talent that, that became synonymous with that brand, and they were going and selling out Brooklyn and, and, and 
you know, a night before the SummerSlam was in the same building. You know, you're right. You have the pandemic, you have the 2.0. They seem to have come back alive. They've built characters. Uh, I'm sure a lot of credit goes to, to Shawn Michaels, who, who's overseeing things day to day and the rest of the uh, performance center staff. They've, they've built characters that, that consistently and over time, they've, I don't want to say slow play, but they certainly have not rushed things. They've allowed uh, the television audience to get invested in them. And there's something, you know, yes, it is in the same venue uh, every week and it has more of a, um, you know, old fashioned kind of studio wrestling feel to it with a million dollar budget. But I will say, and I'm still trying to figure out how to articulate it. I do feel like the characters and the, what you're seeing now on this NXT on Tuesday nights, more than not, I can look at a at a at a, at a guy or girl talent and character and say, yes, I think right now that could translate exactly as is. That could translate on Raw or SmackDown to an audience that they're traveling to each and every single week in front of ten thousand people in an arena. I, I I don't know necessarily. It may it maybe it was because Vince was more in charge at the time. But when we had the superstars of the of the black and gold of that NXT when they were doing things at full sale. And we saw it. There were there would be guys and girls that would get called up to Raw or SmackDown, and there and, and there would be a, it wouldn't translate or there would be a miss. And again, it might have been because of different booking philosophies. I'm sure Triple H now on Raw and SmackDown probably is a lot more in line with what Shawn Michaels is doing. You know, so that's probably a big part of it. But all the more success there, it feels like you could just take somebody right now from Tuesday and they can go to Monday and Friday. They're probably ready to go, and you don't really need to do much alteration to them. And I think that is the best compliment we can give them because that's what NXT is there to do. It is there to be the alternative third brand that is a feeder up to, you know, it's the farm system. It's, it's, I don't like using the, the, the analogy of AAA because it makes it seem like that they're less than or that the guys and girls are still learning to wrestle, which is not really the case. It's just they're kind of honing their, their character more than anything. But, Everything is finally in line, and that's that's the greatest compliment you can give to NXT because that is its ultimate purpose. When I think when you have two people that are on top that see each other, that that they understand the product. Of course, you're going, when you send them to the main the main card, they know what to do with them already. You know, and that's what happens with Triple H and Shawn Michaels right now. They're on the same page on creative. They're on the same page on how to uh, the character development, and they don't have to switch the character completely to see what you know, it's going to hit with the fans or not. And that's so important. And um, and, and another thing, Justin, like some of the people that are coming to NXT, they're actually learning how to wrestle. Remember, they're getting a lot of people that are um, college athletes. So they have to teach them like from zero, uh, unless they were already uh, independent uh, contractors in the in independent scene, then they still have to teach them the ways on how WWE does things instead of just, you know, letting them do whatever, because I think that's, that's the key. It's like teaching them the ropes of the company and how they function and what they expect from them as, uh, as, as superstars right now. One of the things I think I'm most excited about though, and maybe y'all disagree, but is how they are sending main roster, so to speak, stars down to NXT to really give those competitors some high profile matches that will introduce them to the greater and broader WWE community of fans. And also presumably to test what those characters work like in comparison with things that would be on the main roster. One of the things that we saw so often, as you alluded to really was that people would get so over with the NXT fans. And then they wanted to basically reinvent the wheel when they were to bring them up and all of that work that, an investment from the fans who are an extension of the WWE universe 
was lost when these people came up to the main roster and it just set them up for such incredible failure in my opinion no i absolutely agree I, and i think it's long overdue back when it was the black and gold uh in, in full sale and they were selling out takeovers in these major arenas I, I kept wondering to myself okay obviously they can sell these buildings out but what a great boost it would be for tv and then what an even greater gate they might be able to do for these uh you know, big big uh pay-per-views if they did take a main a, a big star from our smackdown and have some crossover i mean i even at one point i think daydreamed as great as what if john cena did a one-off and, and, and pick whoever the the, the top person nxt was at the time that i was daydreaming this but it but it didn't seem abs absurd to me because again when they're when they're able to get fifteen thousand people in barclays center that's that seems like an appropriate venue but i thought what a for, for all the things you said what a great test and reward that would be for the talent and for the brand and then for the audience's education because you know as we all had to remember however hot nxt might have been it still was and still is a only a certain portion of the very much larger universe so what a way to start to educate these people of who this talent is before they even get to raw or smackdown by having you know a john cena or in this case a becky lynch or 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 a rhea ripley or dom mysterio you know giving them the, the rub just by appearing in the same segment with them it's and amazing got... to me oh go ahead poya sorry no, no go ahead dave it's your show no please um i just wanted to say that one of the things that i was always kind of aspiring to is that they would truly treat it as they would um you know a completely separate brand and i think of back you know this is gonna date me but i think back when tully and arn were massive stars in nwa and then they made that jump to wwf at that time and there was a great deal of excitement because we got to see even though they were slightly repackaged we got to see these stars that we had grown to love in a different company sort of playing that pseudo invasion angle by showing up and i never understood why they didn't do something similar with a lot of the people from nxt like develop them as a character and let that character just jump over where people follow them and and do the back and forth all the way around it's i thought it would be incredible it's kind of like a decade ago they did the nexus angle with a bunch of guys from yes. from a from a, a reality competition show uh, and now you actually have NXT where people are fully ingrained and you could, if you would have done that same, you know, pick, pick, pick somebody to be the Wade Bear, pick somebody to be the leader. And if you did on the same angle, it probably would have gotten over way bigger now if, if they would have done it in that, you know, in this context. Well, think of this. I mean, AEW is coming off of two back-to-back pay-per-views with all in and all out. Um, the WWE is just coming off of payback with the raw and SmackDown rosters. And the show I'm most looking forward to next week is NXT. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that Becky Lynch is going to be wrestling, but also the way they went off the air after the Braun Breaker Von Wagner match. Oh. Like, like, like Justin, you think about that with how, you know, you're coming, AEW's coming off a show with 82,000 people. The WWE main roster is on fire right now. And the show that I'm most looking forward to is Tuesday night with NXT. Well, the ending NXT certainly was one of the most, um, I guess we could say, I don't know what, I guess viral. It was one of the most mm -hmm. viral shared clips that I can recall in NXT history of people saying, oh my God, you got to see this or having some type of commentary, good, bad, or otherwise. And that's at the end of the day, it's, it's what it's all about. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can see that, um, you know, yeah. And you mentioned, you know, I was at Payback was here in Pittsburgh last week and they set records for, for their 
for their business here in Pittsburgh, which they've, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's a Northeast territory. So WWE has a lot of history coming here. So that's a big deal. And, uh, you know, you know I mean, and then just, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're firing all cylinders, but as is AEW, I mean, AEW, obviously aside controversy aside, and let's hope that we're finally moving all past all that, you know, AEW has got a lot, you know, every, everybody right now has, has got uh, a headline to tout. They got a press release to send out. And that's great news. Yeah. And Poyo NWA coming off of NWA 75. And, mm-hmm. you know, as Justin was describing NXT, being in the same environment week in and week out, being in front of like a smaller audience like studio wrestling. Poyo, we grew up watching studio wrestling. And NWA has that studio wrestling old school vibe. Like, it, it doesn't matter the size of the audience. It's really the energy that really matters, right? I love the studio environment personally. Um, I love it as a fan, as a viewer. Um, just, you know, our NWA power on Tuesdays also at six o'clock on on our YouTube channel has got a new revamped studio environment. And I love what we're presenting. And I think we're only about a third of the way to where we're going ultimately, according to Billy. But one of the reasons, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you've worked in front of a studio environment um, Thunder, and you've worked in front of such much huger audiences. Yeah. But one of the things that I love about the studio environment from a creative perspective is that it's easier to sort of manipulate the emotions of like that smaller environment. And if you are able to capture their imagination, it begins to translate over into a broader audience because you know, attitudes, perceptions are kind of infectious, right? Like if if the audience on your television program is cheering or booing, that sort of translates over into the bigger picture. And so it makes it a little easier, I think, to capture the audience's emotional involvement. Do you think Thunder? so, Thunder? Like, do you think that it's like easier to manipulate the audience with a smaller studio type feel to it as opposed to an arena full of people? Well, it also depends on how you're producing the show. You're producing a show where it's highly digestible and people can understand A to C without having overly, you know, produced matches and like zero storylines. Yeah, I think that's the reason why when we started NWA, like everybody was so out to it because matches were not super long like the attention span was short it was like one good hour of wrestling uh with nxt right now and what they've done in the last i don't know like the stock seven eight months um they've done a, a great job on their segments and this is something that i mentioned before um they tell story uh, stories and storylines in very short amount of time but they are very compelling and they're very uh digestible like i i have adhd for me to sit down and watch a three-hour show it's almost impossible but when I have something that catches my attention and it's simple, I'm like, okay, like one, one promo that I can, I can tell you, and it's always in the back of my head is Gigi Dolan's uh, backstory. And it was a 1.30 second promo, well written, well produced, and it told a great story in, in the backstory before she went in one of her biggest matches with, you know, her ex tag team partner, her rival. And to me, like, that's the kind of stuff I, I, I want to watch. Like uh, the the little brawl that, that they did with the women's, uh, <clears throat> sorry, this week uh, I was watching and I was like, it was simple to the point and it was interesting, you know? And, um, and, and again, it's like, this is the kind of stuff that people want to see. And I, I keep hearing my friends, like, 
I I just can't wait to watch NXT because it's 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 so much fun and it's easy to, for me to watch. And and I think that's with now with fans how they are because there's so much wrestling going on. That's the kind of stuff that they're looking for. And I think going back to like working a collision on Saturdays, that's the feedback that I received from a lot of the fans. They're like, it's easy wrestling. The storylines matter. Everything is linked in. It, 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 the, even the way that we opened up the show, you know, it was very like old school with the little promos before we, we do the, the, you know, the cold opening and stuff. So it's like stuff like that. It's still very important for professional wrestling at this point in 2023, people still want to watch that. And it, it just, again, it, it's, it's the, the proof that's in the pudding. Like they yeah. watch it, ratings are up and, and that's what people want to watch and they want to consume. For, for NXT and for NWA, I'm curious what all three of you think. If you talk, if you talk to the you know guys and girls who work the territories in the '70s and '80s, and they'll tell you how uh, they really learned to work and get over because they would because they're running uh you know a circuit, but they're coming to the same town every few weeks, right? So they're in front of the same people every few weeks. So they really they, they had to really mix it up and and they learned to work and get over. Do you think the same kind of applies to like NXT and NWA because they're in the same location, studio audience, you know, so very likely to have repeat people coming to, to see and again in a small intimate environment do you think the same thing applies to the talents in those two that they it, it teaches them to have to really truly get over with, with in front of these same eyes every single week um for in, in my experience with made it different with nwa it was like we didn't have uh entrance music so you have to get over as soon as you got out of the curtain and if you don't you were screwed Good and call. that oh. right there that right there or like cutting the promos after your match when you're completely like you can't talk and anything, uh, it it made it it's so much interesting and like so much challenging for for like some of us that are like you know are back in the back in the day or microphone was not our, our strong suit but you know it's it, it really pushes you to to go to the next level but I think for NXT again you have such a humongous team behind you that if you are not very good at certain things they will coach you they will teach you how to do it they will teach you how to look at the camera and how to say certain things depending on what the story is going to be like right and i think that makes a huge difference especially for the younger talent um that are you know college athletes or that were independent wrestlers that again they were not a uh, super strong in the microphone but as the more that you put them out there and the more you coach them and the more that you like teach them how to tell a story, the the easier will be for them to get over with the crowds. I will tell you that I echo the thoughts that Thunder said. Like it, it forces you, especially at NWA, because if you're working a studio environment and remember when what we do or what companies that are doing television tapings, like blocks of television tapings, we do it, Impact does it, other companies do it as well. When you're doing those blocks of television tapings, you've got the same audience mm -hmm. literally sitting there for four hours. So first of all, you have to be doing something that keeps their energy level up or inspires them to keep expending the same amount of energy. Otherwise, you know, one episode, they're screaming their brains out. And by the end, they're pooped out and, you know, they're quiet or whatever. But the other thing that it does is if you do not get them behind you whether that's good or bad if you want them to cheer or boo you if you cannot elicit that response at the beginning of the show it's very unlikely that by the end of the taping they're going to be any more invested in you and i've seen people who i've always thought were incredibly talented 
go into an environment like this and kind of bomb because you literally get that first out of the gates opportunity. And if you don't make good on it, it's all downhill. The other thing that I've seen happen is specifically with NWA and Fender, you were around at the height of the question mark era. Of, oh my you know, God, yes. Of the question mark era. Something that nobody in their right mind would have necessarily thought would get over um, or wasn't intended to get over the way it did comes out in front of this audience and they take it as their own immediately and run with it. And it gives it so much energy that sometimes the greater audience, like I'm not understanding what these people are in love with, but there's, like I said, energy and response to things is somewhat infectious. You know, like how many times have you been in an environment where something wasn't funny to you necessarily, but the person next to you is like laughing so much that that becomes what's funny. And then yeah. everything is sort of uproarious. Um, I've seen that and I'm personally benefited from the fact that the audience at our TV tapings loved me. Like they loved me. And I think that that was great because maybe the wider audience didn't love me as much, but that TV taping was obsessed with me. And I that was great for me in the long run. And I feel like Poyo and, and, and you see it in NXT. It's like, this is our person. This is our yeah. character. This is for us. This is, all right, maybe the world doesn't get it, but the people that are in this building get it. And like you said, that's infectious. So maybe the audience at home doesn't understand it, but they hear that reaction, kind of like with question mark. I don't get it, but I hear this reaction and it's just like, all right, I'm, I want in. I want to be a part of this. And then it just gets bigger and bigger with time. I also think that Dave, like look at people like, um, like people like Denhausen or people like Orange Cassidy who are gimmicks that started somewhere. And you know that there was a portion of the audience that was absolutely initially disinterested in that, but enough people got behind it that they would advocate for that person or they would champion that character. And as they championed it and maybe explained it or whatever, the fan base continued to grow and it made other people at least take interest in it enough to give it a chance. And I think that we see both of those as incredible successes and both working you know, with AEW, which has a number of characters that started off in that cult type fashion. Yeah, you know what? Another person that reminds me of, and I know he's super popular right now and has been on every in every single article that I read, it's LA Knight. LA Knight has been doing his spiel for years. And he was super popular in NWA when he was like, yeah, you know, and everybody mm -hmm. was in it. And then he comes to NXT and WWE and then they try to change him where he didn't need to be changed. And what happens now? Like my friends, if everyone, like the fans come and they don't say, woo, they say, yeah, like every yeah. single freaking person. Justin, am I right or am yeah, I right? No, it's so funny you said that, Thunder, because my next thing I was going to say when you were done talking was being at Payback last Saturday and, you know, walking around the city and the bars and, you know, and all the wrestling fans are all hanging around. I, I turned to a person that I was with and I said, I was like, the yeah has now replaced the woo. Where it used to yes. be when you walked into an arena and some and some somebody wanted to be the woo and start to get it going. Just it's like the verbal wave. Now it's turned into yeah has become the verbal wave. It's like, you know, you walk into a bar, you know there's enough wrestling fans that are gonna get it and some some somebody's gonna scream, yeah. And that that's become they they've, you know, Ric Flair's woo has been retired for all intents and purposes. Uh it is the yeah. 
And not, and not only that, and with the mo with modern society, all the memes that I'm getting that are funny as heck had to do with him, and they're hilarious because everything fits on that. Yeah. I have to yeah. send this uh, well, <laughs> later. I have to send this to to you guys if, if you haven't seen it already. There's a, and I'm not a TikTok person, but somebody shared it on another platform. But I guess there's mm -hmm. a there's a a girl on TikTok who her, she was complaining about her boyfriend. She's like, he watches wrestling. There must be like a new character or something because he's nonstop saying yeah. And then and then it cuts to her secretly filming, and he's like, you know, cleaning up like the the kitty litter. He's like, gotta get this kitty litter, yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> just doing all these just mundane house things. But he won't stop saying yeah to. And it's driving her nuts and she has no idea why. As long as it replaces the what chance, oh, I, I would oh. the, the what chat <laughs> chance hijacking shows and promos kills me. And it's it, I I would prefer, yeah. What is that. the most annoying chant from a, a, a besides the what that you hate the most? Fight forever. Fight forever, yeah. Um, I I also hate this is awesome, despite the fact that I I like you know, supporting people in with a positive thing, but it's literally no matter what people do in an indie show now, people are like, "This is awesome," and I'm like, "Are we yeah. watching the same match?" Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> the, 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 the bar has it been be judicious, right? Like, yeah. tell people like, "This is awesome." It should be judicious. The bar has been greatly lowered for what is awesome these days. Yeah, I, I, I have yes. a feeling people don't really know what the definition of awesome is when they're chanting, "This is awesome." Yeah. That they can't say this is fine because then people's <laughs> egos will be broken. Like, like, what do you mean this you know, is fine? This is sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> this is moderate. <laughs> well, I agree with you on the what chance and the fight forever chance. Just, I, I, I still don't know what that means. Like, fight I don't forever? know. The, fight for what? What are you talking about? Like, what? What it does that they mean? Don't want it to They're end. essentially they to go on forever. Dave, they're essentially saying, don't go for any pinfalls because we want this to go forever. No pinfalls. Yeah, like uh, no bathroom breaks. You know, if you got to go shit in your pants because we want to see you just fight forever, please. <laughs> you and know how we... difficult it is to fight for just 20 minutes? Yeah, and I would you, think so. You're expecting us to do an hour and a half? Like, and, then, and then AEW doubles down and calls a video game fight forever. I'm like, dear God, you need to have an end. Can't just keep going. There has to be an end to the game. Oh my god! Yeah, it's wear a diaper. Fight oh forever. <laughs> All this proves, though, that in pro wrestling, it comes down to the simplest things. Again, you know, uh, a decade ago, it was the yes movement. Now we've added one letter, and we've gone to yeah. It's just yes, <laughs> yeah. It's just simple, simple shit. Or <laughs> no, or you can't. Or you can't always play that. Let me talk to you. That's yeah. another yeah. one. Yes. That's yes. what I tell my son every time I want to give him bad news. Let me, <laughs> Let me talk to you. <laughs> See, I, I, I go I go a more blunt direction. I go the bad news Barrett route to my daughter. I'm, and with a British accent, she has no idea. I go, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> oh, my God. Some bad news. Oh, my God. Everything is wrestling. See, Pollo, everything, everything is wrestling. Everything is wrestling. It's it unbelievable. Is. My poor wife. Uh, Justin, <laughs> thank you so much, man. As always, love having I can see, you on. I can see Dave with his wife fight for it. It just goes forever, <laughs> you know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when she, yeah, believe me, 
with this. Yeah. This is sufficient. Like, I have a, I'm gonna this lay is that sufficient. Down on that candy ass. Like, Highly mediocre. That's a chance he gives to me. Highly mediocre. Hey, everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. You can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into $1,000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Price Picks is the perfect selection for me. Download the app today and use code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's code BUSTED for a first deposit matchup to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overage. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's crystal clear, and it doesn't kill my monthly budget. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The last two weeks, I can't think of a time, Lars, where we've had so many great things happen in pro wrestling Mm. and so many bad things happen in pro wrestling. These last couple weeks has just been this emotional roller coaster when it comes to to this sport. Why? Like, I... What is going on right now, you think? Uh, well, you know, 
I mean, it's such a big, gigantic question when you really think about it. It's just, you know, what is this? What do they say? Art imitates life and life Im imitates art. And I think that's exactly where we're at. Um, you know, as far as the pro wrestling world, I mean, so many uh, milestones were achieved. And then on the flip side of that, you know, the, you know, there was so much, you know, a negativity surrounding, you know, you know, whether it had been death, you know, with, with Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt and, uh, and I heard the Sheik passed, you know, yep, so it's Sheik like, and LKC, yep. and then, you know, and so many other things that, I mean, but, but such is life. It's like, if you live long enough, this shit happens. Right. So, um, you know, if life was fair, I'd be dead, but, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think, um, as far as the pro wrestling world is, you know, I mean, I think the world in general, as you guys have been talking about is, is pretty polarized and people feel like they need to take a side. And it's like, you're taking the side of pro wrestling, which is entertainment. So <laughs> that to me is ridiculous to begin with. You know what I mean? It's like, just enjoy it for what it is. I mean, when I first started watching this stuff, you know, 40 years ago, it was, it was entertainment. It was the suspension of disbelief. And, and now I think that like, you know, the average fan, you know, is, is smarter than, you know, the, what the smart marks, you know? I agree. And like for you, Lars, as a fan, cause you're extremely busy in the music world and like, you're just, you're, you're you travel a lot. You're on the road a lot. So it must be hard for you to watch a lot of pro wrestling, but like, what's the one thing for you as a fan that's grabbing you right now? Anything Impact does in general, I, I love that company. I think what they do is incredible. Uh, you know, I started kind of revisiting. I was kind of turned off by the WWE for a while there, but now I'm kind of back on that. You know, just Cody Rhodes is just doing some amazing stuff. LA Knight's doing amazing stuff. Um, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the Bloodline story. It was just, you know, I felt like when when Sami Zayn got involved into it, that's when I really it really hooked me. Um you know, anything Paul Heyman touches, I, I think is awesome, you know, in general, that's why I watch, you know, for, for those certain reasons. But um, I love the internet. The fact that we, we can, the way we consume wrestling is so much more conducive to my lifestyle. Like I can open up my computer and watch NWA, you know, through fight TV or whatever. And I can watch, you know, through, you know, streaming platforms or whatever, I can catch up on things. And there is a lot of downtime on, on when you're out traveling. So, you know, that's where you get to catch up. Do you watch any British wrestling by any chance? British wrestling? The only, I mean, unless, I, I think anything after Rollerball Rocco, I'm probably going to be a little, um, you know, a, a naive too. I, I like the NXT UK stuff when that was, when they were doing that thing. Um, and I know, I th are they still doing that? See, that's how much I fell off of that. But no, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrestle Circus is fantastic. I really enjoy that work from cool. the UK. I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you, it, the, uh, you know, you can get turned on. Like now I know. So I'm going to go scope that out. Um, but the UK style wrestling with the rounds and everything else, I, I always thought that was kind of interesting and unique, you know, because that's the way that they built it. The, the drama, the uh, the storytelling was all part of the, you know, the rounds and everything else. And that, you know, wrestling at the end of the day is is the best form of entertainment, in my opinion. And Lars, you just made a great point because there is so much wrestling out there and there's so much to consume. Like you really got to be at the top of your game 
almost all the time. You really have to tell great stories to hook an audience. And unfortunately, at times, some companies have like a dark cloud above them. That can really hurt your bottom line because as, as Daniel Bryan once said, wrestling fans are fickle. So you really mm-hmm. have to grab them because if you lose a grip, then you may never be able to get that audience back. Well, I think it's important just like anything, whether it be music or movies or whatever it is, if you're giving people the same thing over and over and over again with no emotional attachment, you're going to probably have a shitty record or a shitty movie, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with wrestling. And wrestling actually probably has more pressure on it than anybody because it's, you know, you have eight, you know, sometimes eight different matches on a card or whatever it is. And, you know, to keep people engaged in that, and especially in today's world where everything's like TikTok or Instagram or instant gratification, because, you know, we can go to Amazon and get everything that we want. I, you know, I feel it kills a little bit of that, that attention span. So you have to even work doubly hard. So I see the way that, the uh, you know, over the years, the way wrestling has sort of evolved, it's more about spots and the quick crowd cheer and everything else. But what really, really works at the end of the day is when you emotionally invest into something, you know? So if you're emotionally invested in a wrestling company, you're probably going to be loyal to that company for the rest of your life, even if they're, you know, doing shitty stuff, right? So... I think that the hard part is to keep you sort of engaged to your characters, to what's happening in the match. I mean, if a guy, you know, is going through, you know, a dozen tables and then gets up and runs the ropes, that's stupid. Cause that's yeah. what just wouldn't happen in real life. Now, does it get the reaction of the fan? Yeah, but that's, but that doesn't sustain, uh, you know, your company that doesn't sustain, you know, your audience. You know, that's the quick fix. That's the 7-Eleven. You know what I mean? That's, you know, I know I can go to a 7-Eleven and get a Slurpee anytime I want. It doesn't mean that I go to 7-Eleven all the time to get a Slurpee because I can get it whenever I want. It just means that I know it's there. So after a while, I'm going to forget about that and I'm going to be moving on to something that's going to capture my attention. I I don't know if that analogy made any fucking sense, but. (laughs) It did. It did actually. It's early. I know, but I, but I, but you know what? When you mentioned like a Slurpee, I always say it's like. It's like eating Twinkies and drinking Pepsi. Like it tastes good while you're doing it, but eventually it's going to make you sick. And yeah, yeah you you know or what? Or turn you into Dan White. I mean, like you have to be you have to be careful of like I, I hate to use the word the term killing the business, but in a lot of ways you can because you're you're bastardizing certain moves or certain things that are happening in the ring. Because once you do it. You're not going to be able to do that again because people won't buy in. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, yeah, I totally 100% agree. It, it, you know, I, I love the controversy around the Canadian destroyer. One of the most powerful moves I think I've ever seen. Petey Williams, really good friend of mine. He's the one who, you know, who put the, 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 you know, the name name to that, but it's like when you see five of them in a row and no one's taking up, taking the finish. It's like, look, Gunther won a match the other night with a, fucking clothesline yep and that way it was just as meaningful if not more meaningful than you know doing a new jack off a of balcony which i saw at xpw you know 20 years ago or whatever it was but i mean it was just as powerful it meant just as much because the way that everything was built and i think that art is completely gone in some companies you know they just they they wanted to you know they're they're surfing on the other drama that's happening 
You know what I mean? And uh, that is what it is. But, um, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, when, as uh, somebody who pays money to be entertained and also does that and gets paid to entertain, the most important thing for the me at the end of the day is that I feel like I burned that stage down, right? When I get off that stage, I want to feel like I burned that down and I did the best that my 52-year-old crooked body could do, right? That's the way I want to feel, right? And mm -hmm. I understand that a lot of wrestlers feel that same way, but they just, it maybe they present it in a different way. But for me, like, you know, getting emotionally hooked is what I'm paying to see. Getting a story told to me is what I'm paying to see. And that's the wrestling that I enjoy. Now, do I like the spot vests? Absolutely. Do I like deathmatch wrestling? I love it. You know, throw in a fucking alligator. You're going you're gonna to have me, you know, because I just love the, the art. But I'm not going to watch eight hours of that in a row and walk away from that feeling like, you know, I saw something new if I'm mm -hmm. continuously watching the same thing. So, you know, I think we've seen shades of that. I think we saw, you know, what Punk and MJF did in that dog collar match and that story that was told what you and Britt did thunder i mean that was i mean it's classic but that like that's the thing what i'm talking about we can only talk about a few i can only talk, unless it's indies like the west coast pro stuff where the, when they build build a card you know mm -hmm. it's it tells you know it moves it, it you know the the you know by the time you hit the main event you know there hasn't been 18 chair shots and 50 people fighting on the floor and you know a bunch of broken tables it's like it paces well, so I don't know. Maybe I got lost the mark there, but no, I don't. I don't think so. You hit up like the nail, like the nail. Like I, you just brought me back to when I was in London and I was I was in an indie show and I was watching a match that was basic storytelling, nothing fancy. I was super hooked. Then the next ma the next match was like high flying. Like I don't know what the heck what's going on, and I'm like, I like the other one match better because it got me emotionally, you know invested in like the heels and the baby faces so you as a fan as a li lifelong fan what would you how will you explain to a new person watching wrestling what are the things that they should look for well i mean that's that's it's very subjective right because i mean you know my 16 year old is going to look at things completely different than i do and and i accept that but i feel like you know the the baseline for professional wrestling is 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 storytelling it's um it's the psychology of it right and i think that's why people get drawn into it because it's that suspension of disbelief now i does i think it does work with kids and i think it does it works with young adults and older adults like myself if, if, if i would put myself in that category and i think that's the one thing that i would that i that i would try to how would i say um, help them better understand what that is. But I think that if you're doing it good anyways, you don't need to tell anybody what to look for. I think that's that's the thing. If it's done properly, I think it's a natural thing that happens between you and the character, the wrestler, whatever it, it may be. I think it's important. I, like Storytelling is, is always important. Go ahead, Poyo. Sorry. I, pro wrestling is like a variety show, right? Like, you know, we we provide like a buffet of different options for individuals throughout the course of any one show. You'll have a little bit of comedy. You'll have a little bit of like the hardcore. You will have 
the the technical wrestling, the high flying, you'll have a little bit of all of it sprinkled throughout so that different audience members can pick as, you know, the, what their favorite part of it is. And I think that, you know, you being a musician and I work for a, a company that's owned by a, a, like you, a major rock star, that we, you don't ever want to, um, you don't ever want to give like, you wouldn't put out an album with basically the same song over and over and over again, because, you know, they need to, the album needs to go somewhere. They need to be able to find different things to gravitate towards. And that's why people will have one song on your album. That's their favorite and the others that they might really like, but something has to stand out and wrestling can be the same thing. I, I definitely 100% agree with you. I just don't think that every single wrestling show has to do everything exactly like that. And I feel like, that's where the trap gets, you know, is set is because you, you, you know, you, it can be serious and mostly serious because that's what, you know, is going to grab the storyline. It's got to have, like you said, the comedic value, but it can't be a whole show of comedy. It can't yeah. be a whole show of inside jokes. It can't be a, a whole show of, 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 you know, whatever it is. It has, like you said, has to have different dynamics. It's got to take you through that roller coaster of emotions. Um, but if you look at the old school, like NWA stuff, that was not, I don't, I don't remember a lot of comedy there. I mean, I, I remember a lot of blood, a lot of sweat, a lot of battles in high school gyms. That's what I was more that, you know, that was my life where I was growing up. So maybe that's not that I was sweaty, bloody, and well, maybe a little, but, but, but Lars, you know, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing, but if you really go back and look, even in the NWA, you had like a Bugsy McGraw or you had a Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valley where there'd be just a taste of something a little bit different, different to break yeah. things up a little bit because I think you need to. Um, one thing I want to bring up, go ahead, boy. Some of those old promos are also packed with like zingers and one liners yeah. that are actually quite funny and, and they weren't like absurd funny. They were just very funny in the way they were delivered. Those kind of things. Well, no, and to your point, Foyo, what I was trying to make was that, you know, today's modern wrestling, I think it needs a little bit of everything, like you were saying. And I think it, you're absolutely right. Like, it's like they figured it out over time. And that's where we're at right now. They're figuring out, oh, we need a guy wrestling, you know, a, a sex doll. We need, <laughs> we need, you know, guy in barbed wire. We need, we need, we need all these things. And, and that's one of the reasons why I love GCW so much is because, I would walk into one of those shows or, or watch one of those shows and I would see, oh, every, this has got a little bit of everything that I want. You know what I mean? And every great indie show starts with a high spot match, right? But when you're at the professional levels in the sense of like the big TVs, I always feel like that first match on a pay-per-view sets the tone. And I think indie shows, how you should set the tone without the cameras is to have a lot of high flying action stuff and then you can build from there. I mean, you know, that's just my opinion, but uh, it is what it is. As somebody well, who goes to a lot of indie shows, though, Lars, do you, I, I remember being at an indie show not too long ago, and I, I ended up leaving at intermission because there were five matches and four of them felt like the same match over and over because there is that indie match structure that, I don't know if it's the talents are not paying attention to what's happening before them and changing things up. But it, it feels so repetitive 
that I did not feel like I was even getting a diversity of matches, much less a diversity of characters and styles. Well, you know, someone, a very smart man once told me that if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong fucking room. Yep. And it's, it's, and if you're, if you're a musician or if you're a pro wrestler or if you're a teacher or if you're a teacher that becomes a pro wrestler or a musician that becomes a pro wrestler or whatever, and you've decided that you're not going to learn anymore, then you're a big fucking idiot. I'm sorry. It's like, I'm sitting around, you know, my guitars or whatever. And sometimes what I do is I go online and I try to figure out what other, but I I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to broaden my horizons. Like if I stop learning, I stop living. Right. Yes. And I feel like, I'm also out there watching young bands and seeing what they're doing. And I'm understanding whether I like them or not, I'm understanding what they're doing. And I can pretty much get it because there's this, you know, underlining thing that we're, we both do the same thing in a lot of ways. And there is something that you can always learn from the younger generation, but there is a lot learned by the older generation. And that's how the, the wrestling business or the music business has worked in a lot of ways. It's like you're passing down knowledge. And there's a reason for that because there's certain things that work and certain things that don't work. And if you're doing, you know, and if you're not willing to learn and uh, then you're an idiot, I'm sorry, you're just an idiot. And that, that shows me, you know, that's kind of, kind of, in my opinion, what's kind of wrong with the society at large, you know, is that we're not willing to learn from each other. And I think that that's just trickled into everything else. Uh, you know, Mars, it's, it's, that's interesting. Okay. Th sorry, David, because that's the theme of today. It's like that, that's yeah. something that we we discuss all day, especially when we brought it, just bringing it back to what we're talking about NXT. And I feel like they are going back to the basic stuff, which is, you know, basic storytelling, basic development of characters, um, telling a story for, you know, and finishing the story. And it's well, it's that's 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 yeah. And that's why it's an incredible wrestling show. <laughs> you know, it's like. That's why it works, Thunder. I mean, you know, I, I'm serious. It's I, anybody that Thunder Rosa gets in the ring with, she makes look like a million bucks, right? I can see that. And generally, 99% of people can see that. And every opponent that you've ever had in the ring that I've watched in your matches, you've made them look good, just like they've made them look good. I would say you probably made them look better. Well, anyways, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I'm a little biased and I'm, I'm mm -hmm. biased towards my friends. But you know, that's the thing I feel like is, is, is we have to learn and we have to elevate each other, right? Yes. It's not, life is not going to be, you know, roses and candy all the time. It's just not set out that way. And life is not, you're not entitled to something in this life. And I think that if we approach it in a more open, open-minded way, I think we'll have a better experience. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. 
That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.